Uh, my name is Chris Cruz, and I am the worldwide leader of AWS Marketplace uh, infrastructure, storage, uh, big data, and DevOps categories. And I'm here today with John Esser. He's a senior director with Advanced MD. And uh, we're going to go through, uh, first of all, kind of an overview of Marketplace and some of the storage products out of Marketplace and why people use storage products out of Marketplace. And then we're going to transition over to John. He's going to talk to you a little bit about his experience using, uh, in this case, NetApp out of Marketplace uh, for some of the things that they had to accomplish on the storage front. So, dive in here. So the, here's the agenda, as I said. You know, we want to go through what we've kind of heard from customers, what those storage solutions are on Marketplace, some of those common scenarios, um, and then you know, how to select products out of Marketplace, and then we're going to transition over to Advanced ND, and then obviously kind of summarize, and you know, feel free to come up and ask questions at the end. So you know, just a level set before we get to Marketplace or any of the storage products. You know, when AWS looks at customers moving to the cloud, you know, what we see is there's really three common themes that they all go through, right? And so they're really trying to shoot for how do we get more agile with our organization? You know, how do we get more flexible so we can scale up and down as needed? And really, how do we get more freedom to innovate, right? And so uh, the cloud is, is great for this because it allows organizations to start small, try things out, scale up and down as needed, and you don't have this huge upfront capital cost. Now, when people move to the cloud, you know, they all have these same goals. They also kind of move at different paces and speeds. But from what we've seen, organizations really go through kind of four phases when we look at cloud adoption. So that first phase is what we kind of call discovery and testing. This is where they get their foot in their water. Uh, they might try out like a dev test workload, uh, a new application that's not mission critical. And, and the reason why they start here is it's where they really kind of are able to prove out the value, right? Now, once they've done that, they quickly move into phase two, which is this application-based project phase. And so this is where we see a lot of organizations start to move over their websites, e-commerce stacks. Um, we actually see a heavy uh, influx here of analytical workloads just because it's so cheap to put data in the cloud and, uh, and then run those queries that used to take tons of processing time. They can use uh, the elastic nature of cloud and then spin that back down. Um, and so they'll start to get the value here and then they move to what we call kind of a cloud first or standardization effort, right? And this is where they start to take a look at their back office applications. And these are those mission critical applications that need to stay up. So there's now new SLAs that they have to take a look at. Um, and when they're at this phase, this is when we actually see they actually start to decommission their data centers. So if you look at a large organization, they might have, you know, four or 10 or, you know, all kinds of data centers. And at this phase, they'll actually shut one of those down and they'll have one of those data centers actually be a virtual data center in the cloud. And so this is where, as I, as I mentioned, all these enterprise grade software applications start to come in the mix and you need to have enterprise storage solutions to support those, right? And you can see this is kind of the current state of our customer adoption journey, right? Now we have a lot of customers that get up to the fourth phase and are already at fourth phase, which is where they've kind of gone all in and they're really having all their data centers in the cloud. But today we see a lot of organizations at phase two and three. And, and so what that means is a couple things. So, you know, first of all, storage is foundational for all these stages, right? Because they need to back up all these production workloads. And two, a lot of these organizations, you know, when they look at that infrastructure, it's really a hybrid infrastructure, right? It's very hard for an organization to try to take their entire fleet of applications and just do a student body left and go right over to the cloud. And so we see organizations operate in this hybrid model. Some do it for a short time, others do it for a very long time. And so when, that, uh, when, that, uh, when you start to look at storage solutions for this, that means you need to have storage products that can really support this hybrid nature, 
um, and making sure that you know, there's products that can work both on-prem as well as in the cloud. And so that's where AWS Marketplace comes into the mix. So you know, our charter is really to uh, work with ISVs so that we can package up their software and the AWS customer can buy these third-party products in the same fashion that they buy all their other AWS services. So they're used to buying in that consumption manner. And so we really try to find ways to package up that software and allow customers to find, buy, and deploy that software in the cloud. And that software is deployed either through the website, and you guys can all access the website on your phones or computers right now. We actually make all these products available directly in the EC2 console as well. So when they're actually in the console spinning up instances, they can actually launch marketplace content. Uh, the catalog is a, what we call a curated catalog. And what we mean by that is everything in the catalog, we have an operations team that actually turns on every single product. We run tests against that product. We're continually scanning to make sure that there's no vulnerabilities there. And you know, we really kind of put our stamp of approval on that. And that's for not only the third-party products, like the NetApp product we're going to talk about, but it's also for all the open source products as well. And so what this has really allowed us to do is establish a very trusted relationship with that AWS customer. Because there's a lot of places you can get open source products. You can get LAMP stack you know, from a variety of places. But when you go into Marketplace and get that, you know, that customer knows that, hey, we've turned that on and we're continually checking it so that they're going to have a great experience and not going to have any problems. The catalog has grown dramatically over the years. We're now over 1,280 ISVs, and we have over 4,200 product listings in the catalog. Uh, this month alone for reInvent, we launched 35 brand new ISVs um, into the catalog, including uh, Dell EMC, uh, which fits into our storage category. And really what our charter is also to do is provide a simplified uh, procurement and deployment of that software. So everything that's launched at AWS Marketplace is tagged. Uh, we track that usage over that monthly period, and then we actually put that directly onto that AWS bill. So the AWS customer gets one bill that has all their AWS services, and they also get a bill for all their marketplace content. So it's really a kind of a consolidated billing mechanism for our customers, and they love that because now they have everything in one place. And our ISVs also love that because we take all of those customers, we consolidate all that spend, we do all the collection, and then we pass them back that disbursement on a monthly basis. So everything goes to that AWS account. Um, we deploy the catalog in 15 regions around the globe. So no matter if you want to run software in North America, you want to run in Asia-Pac, you want to run in EMEA, we actually take our entire catalog and we replicate it to all those locations. So if you're a global entity and you need to run local instances in any of our availability zones, you have the ability to do that with Marketplace. And our customer count continues to grow. So you can see we have 160,000 active customers using Marketplace on a monthly basis. So we've seen some really good adoption from the customer side as well. And so what are some of our key capabilities? So I touched on these a little bit, but get the software you need in minutes. So you can test right away. You can actually spin up multiple products at the same time, try them out, and see which one works best for your organization. And it really simplifies that move, movement to the cloud. A lot of the products in the catalog are available under a bring your own license model. So if you've already got an existing license, you don't want to be uh, double paying for that, you can leverage that. There's a lot of pay-as-you-go options. So you can basically use and only pay for what you use. Um, and then we integrate all those costs into one bill. Uh, we have a variety of pricing methods. So people can pay, pay by host, by amount of data, by numbers of users. And uh, at the same time, we also allow flexibility to multi-year contracts. And again, just because it's in the cloud, you now have the ability to scale up and down as needed. And you can you know, really test out products without having to really go make those upfront commitments and only use what you want and not have to waste other things. So 
you know, when we take a look at the pricing options, this is what we, we kind of discuss, right? So we kind of give a continuum of different ways for you to try out technology through Marketplace. So you can try a free trial. A lot of the products in the catalog have free trials. Usually they're about two, links, two weeks in length. And this really obviously lets you try that technology out very quickly. Um, there's no need to go be requesting an eval. You can just go into Marketplace and launch a free trial. Then if you want to start maybe uh, using that product but not ready to fully commit, a lot of the technology in the, in the catalog is, is available under an hourly model. So if you just want to use it maybe for a month or two, this is a great solution, right? We also offer monthly pricing. So sometimes organizations don't want to fully commit to a year and they only want to go to a month. We have the ability to do that. And then, of course, annual and multi-annual contracts. And then I mentioned BYOL. Now, the last one, private offers, is something that we launched about a month and a half ago. And, and what this allows you to do is actually now buy enterprise uh, purchases through Marketplace. So one of the requests that we've had uh, since we've launched Marketplace is that we're great when you're buying uh, software for those initial workloads, but then when you get to doing an enterprise deal, you typically want to negotiate pricing. And Marketplace didn't have a really good way to facilitate those types of transactions. And so a month and a half ago, we launched private offers. And how that works is when we see a customer that wants to buy an enterprise purchase, we can facilitate that introduction to the ISV. The ISV and the customer negotiate, you decide on a price, and then that ISV just goes into Marketplace. They submit that offer to you through our portal. They can upload a EULA, they put an expiration date on there. And on the customer side, you just log into your interface and say, I accept this offer. And that goes directly onto your AWS bill. And so this has now kind of opened up the aperture for the types of subscriptions that you can do through Marketplace. So these are some of the more popular categories that we have through Marketplace. You can see a lot of middleware type technologies, operating systems are very popular. Security, because we have a shared security model, uh, a lot of security ISVs do very well. Um, big data, BI, that, those types of solutions do really well. And as I discussed on that first slide, DevOps is obviously a very popular category because that's where a lot of people kind of get their foot in the water. The category we're going to talk about today is storage. And you can see a lot of different, you know, a lot of big brand names here, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. So we kind of, you know, here's what we kind of hear from customers when we talk about storage in the cloud. Support that hybrid environment. How do I manage that backup and recovery, right? How do I migrate large data sets? You've seen AWS come out with a lot of solutions here like Snowmobile and Snowball. But, you know, what about third-party products as, as it pertains to moving large sets of data up to the cloud? And then how do you have enterprise-scale DR solutions? So, again, on that first slide, when I kind of talked about the organizations that were in phase three or even going up to phase four, now your RPOs and RTOs, those go much higher in nature because those are critical applications. So how do you support you know, enterprise-scale DR solutions uh, through the cloud? And then at the same time, how do, we, how do we fix that procurement process that can take upwards of six months? So that's where a lot of people choose storage solutions from AWS, right? And again, the, the key benefit for the storage, uh, the storage uh, offerings from AWS is that we give you that flexibility, right? You don't have to go buy all this equipment that might not ever be used. You know, if you take a, a kind of a step back and think to when you would do storage without the cloud, you know, organizations would spend hours and months trying to plan just what that, might, that peak load might be and oftentimes never even get to that and equipment would never even be processed or used. And so with AWS, everything's available on demand. So when you look at storage from AWS, we don't really look at it as a product per se, we really look at it as a platform. You know, a lot of people think, uh, when they think AWS, they think that our first service was EC2, and actually it wasn't, it was actually S3. 
So S3 was the first service that AWS launched back in 2006. So we have a long heritage of storage technologies. And you can see we've dramatically expanded the portfolio. So we have file storage, we have block storage solutions, obviously object storage solutions. And then we have a variety of data transfer technologies, you know, from data, you know, from Direct Connect all the way over to Storage Gateway. And then we then surround our ecosystem with all these third-party tools out of marketplace that really help complement all these different areas. So when we kind of break down the storage category with Marketplace, at a very high level, we kind of bucketize it into primary storage solutions, backup and recovery solutions, and file transfer. And you can see we've got a lot of enterprise names up here, you know, names like NetApp and, uh, and Commvault, but we also see a lot of great startup products that are really born in the cloud that have done very well. So if I look at like the, you know, the primary storage category, we've seen a lot of great adoption from SoftNAS. Same thing on backup recovery with an N2W. And then file transfer replication, same story there. You see you know, products that have been around for a while, Aspera, which was now purchased by IBM. But then we also see a lot of born in the cloud products like an Attunity or even a Data Expedition. So what are those common use cases that we see people use storage products for uh, at a marketplace? And one of those first ones is backup tape replacement, right? So if you think about the tape environments, right, tape is always very problematic. It, it actually starts to deteriorate over time. So you've oftentimes got to replace tape environments that you might have never even used. And so we see a lot of uh, customers use AWS Marketplace to find tools to help out with that backup tape replacement. And this is where a lot of those traditional backup and recovery solutions start to come in the mix, right? So, you know, we've seen good solutions here from Commvault as well as Veritas. As I mentioned, Dell EMC just launched this week with their data domain product. We also see uh, other organizations like Cloudberry do very well or N2W and providing, you know, better backup uh, and recovery tools so you can start to get rid of tape altogether. When we look at enhanced uh, kind of backup efficiency, again, this is another use case for those backup and recovery providers, right? And so this is where we see, again, those same players offer you know, great solutions that help customers you know, to try to have a better and more efficient backup system. So how do you do uh, you know, better key creation? You know, how do you address deduplication as you start to back up things to the cloud? And then how do you accelerate that deployment? And then, of course, we see a lot of multi-protocol data management storage solutions and people using Marketplace to address these unique needs. So things like SIFS as an example, you know, what do you need for that? Or if you need EFS for different locations, how do you do that, right? And so, you know, a lot of times uh, our customers look to Marketplace to address those use cases, right? And so organizations like NetApp have done very good here. SoftNAS has done very good here as well. And we've seen a lot of great adoption when you're trying to address that multi-protocol environment and do your storage and backup in the cloud. And then finally, we see a lot of organizations use marketplace solutions to really optimize that data replication and backup over distance with AWS, right? So AWS provides a number of utilities to do this, but we see a lot of great adoption from third-party products, right? This is where you see uh, organizations like Data Expedition do very well. We've seen WAN Disco, a seller out of marketplace, do really good here. Silver Peak does well. And then a lot of the more traditional players. So we've seen Aspera, who does very good at very large file transfers across maybe shaky networks. Same thing with Signet. So they've all provided solutions here. And we've seen a lot of customers adopt these solutions to specifically address the data replication issues when you're doing it across uh, you know, a very wide distance. And then also uh, we see people use Marketplace to find disaster recovery solutions, right? So a popular one here is Cloud Endure. NetApp actually has a, a good solution here in this space as well. And this is really just to simplify those recoveries, right? And also achieve those RPOs and RTO times. 
you know, and how do you again reduce that storage cost? And then of course maintain that compliance, right? Because when you start talking about those back office uh, applications, now oftentimes those are certified applications. If you're healthcare, it might be uh, an FDA certified application. So you need to maintain compliance um, as you start to address your storage needs. And so that's where these third party solutions have really come in and helped out AWS. So a, customer, a couple customer examples here um, that talk a little bit about how they've used uh, Marketplace. First of which is ACL Technology, right? They're a services organization. And you know, they were really looking for a, a solution to get rid of you know, tape backup and disk to, disk to disk backup. And so the solution that they uh, eventually selected was NetApp uh, AltaVault out of AWS Marketplace in combination with some other AWS services as well as Veeam. And you can see the metrics here in terms of uh, you know, the, the results of their, of their selection here, right? So they've been able to avoid about a million dollars of hardware refresh um, by doing the solution, 300K just in you know, actually shrinking their storage environment because now they have better deduplication uh, capabilities and instant recovery for 98% of the uh, restoration requests. And they've reduced that backup uh, window in half. So they've had a really good experience using NetApp out of Marketplace. Another example is Randstad. Randstad worked with Storm Technologies uh, as they were trying to do a migration to the cloud. So Randstad's leadership said, we are going to migrate, and went to their IT team and said, figure it out. And so they had a small window to do that. CIO was under a directive. He was under a deadline to do that. And so he turned to Marketplace, and he tried out a number of technologies in Marketplace. Uh, he eventually selected uh, NetApp ONTAP uh, for their particular project. And he was actually able to make the deadline that he was uh, imposed on by his leadership. So uh, he really looked at Marketplace as a way to get that technology very quickly. Um, and it accelerated his testing of these products and obviously the implementation of these products. So I'm going to give you kind of a quick tour of AWS Marketplace and how it would look if you try to you know, select a storage product. So this is the interface to AWS Marketplace. This is actually the website. Um, all these products, as I said, are also available through the EC2 console, but I'm going to go through the website experience, and you guys can do this you know, as well, like I said, on your phones or on your laptops. So this is the main page, and you can see up in the upper left-hand corner, we have a View Categories button. So let's say you want to take a look at what are those storage solutions that are available through AWS Marketplace. You'd click on the View Categories link in the upper left, and you'll be presented with a menu of 37 different categories that you can start to, do, uh, start, start to filter out the technologies in Marketplace. So you can see there's software infrastructure, you know, dev tools, business software, and desktop software all available through Marketplace. So in this case, I'm going to click on storage and backup. And I get presented with a new screen here that allows me to do some additional filtering. Right? So this is providing all the storage and backup products. You can see there's 246 results that popped up just with this immediate view. And then you can start to filter down based off of what your exact technology requirements are. So in this case, I'm going to pick a particular Linux operating system because I've standardized on one. I'm also going to look for products that have good ratings. So one of the tenants that we have with AWS that we borrowed from the retail side is that concept of user ratings. And so just like on the retail side where customers can go up and write whatever they want to about a product, uh, we do the same thing on Marketplace. So we're going to drill in here. I get a couple options that uh, pop up that are four stars or better and have my selected operating system. Um, I'm going to take a look at um, ONTAP from NetApp. And you can see you're now presented with the seller page. And so the seller page now starts to provide all kinds of metadata on this particular product. Right? So you can see a product description. You can see um, you know, what the version is, um, how it's delivered, if it's an Amazon machine image or SaaS. Uh, Marketplace supports SaaS as well as API delivery mechanisms, as well as AMIs. 
and uh, additional details about the product, right? So on this one, I'm gonna take a look at that customer review, right? So let's click on that link, and you can see all the customer reviews that have popped up for this particular product, right? And so obviously this first one's a pretty powerful one. Um, you know, this is awesome. And so that's, that's a good reassurance for me. That's a third party uh, independent validation of this technology. And so I'm gonna go back to the main page here and I'm gonna take a look and see if there's a free trial. Looks like for this product, there's a free trial available. That's great. So now I can actually get my hands on this product without having to buy anything. And then I wanna take a look at, well, let's see what regions is, this is available in. So if you hit this pull down menu, you can see all the regions that you can instantly deploy this product into. And this is across the globe. So there's a number of regions in North America, Asia Pac, as well as EMEA. So you can select your, uh, you know, whatever location that you need to actually deploy this software into. If I scroll further down the page, you're now presented with the pricing options. So you can see there's a price table here that breaks out that pricing by the cost per instance. So each of the ISVs will actually go in and they'll load their pricing by instance type. So you can now assess, hey, I have a really, really large workload and I may need an X series type of uh, approach, or you know what, it's a very small workload. I'm gonna go for maybe an M series, right? But you can see that the pricing by instance type, we also put in the EC2 cost by instance type, so you actually start to know what your total cost is once you launch this product. So it gives you lots of options there, and you can also see you can select up there uh, just buy an annual option for this product, right? And they've already put a built-in discount for that annual listing. So it's a little bit gray on the screen here, but you can see by selecting annual, you actually immediately get a 24% discount if you're willing to commit for a full year period instead of going uh, on a pay-as-you-go model. So very simple to launch this. What you have to do after this is you select your instance type, you go into your account, and now you're going to deploy that into your account, and uh, that technology is ready to go. So it's very easy to try out these products at a marketplace. So with that, I'm gonna pass it over to John. As I mentioned, John is a senior director with uh, Advanced MD, and uh, he's used Marketplace to uh, select NetApp. And so he's gonna talk a little bit about his experience, about the project that he had, uh, that he was faced with. He had a very aggressive timeline, and so speed was definitely an issue. And so he turned to Marketplace to take a look at these technologies and had a really good experience. So pass it over to you, John. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that, Chris. Chris uh, that was a great, really great overview of, of the marketplace, and Chris uh, really highlights several things that uh, that we took advantage of in the marketplace with uh, with the disaster recovery solution that I'm going to talk about. Um, coming to Advanced MD, just a little bit of a background. Coming to Advanced MD, um, I had previously uh, been at Ancestry.com, where I led a, a cloud um, a movement toward the cloud. Um, now they're in the pro pro process of doing an all-in migration. Uh, but we did a first a DR solution and then and some other experimentation. Um, in that initial foray with my cloud experience, I hadn't really, hadn't even, didn't, wasn't even aware of the marketplace. And uh, when I came to Advanced MD and that was, and as I show you the timeline, I think you'll agree, yeah, it was pretty aggressive. Uh, and became aware of the marketplace, I was really kind of, why didn't I know about this earlier? And so uh, I guess you being here gives you a little bit of a, a leg up on um, maybe avoiding uh, some of the pain that I went through uh, the first time around. Um, just a bit about Advanced MD. Uh, we're, our mission is about enabling healthy practices and healthy patients. We have a SaaS software offering for clinics, doctors, uh, small uh, medical practices. 
Uh, we do patient billing, uh, patient, uh, practice management, scheduling, uh, patient portals, uh, electronic prescriptions, really everything that a doctor's office or a clinic would want to uh, manage their patients. Uh, in addition to electronic health record, uh, doctors using, if you will, iPads and, and electronic devices to, uh, during, during uh, appointments and during uh, diagnoses. And so uh, we've, got, we've got about 500 employees. Um, we're growing. Uh, and uh, just, I think like, uh, I think like everyone else in, in the size of a company, uh, we've been managing our infrastructure for, for many years, but just finding it with the size of a company and the scale that we're at, finding it very difficult to really have the sufficient expertise, manpower, uh, to be able to really do that well. Uh, and really, um, and to do that well and to provide uh, scalability and uptime and all of those characteristics that we want to provide our customers, especially for a SaaS you know, solution that this is, this is what we offer, this is all we offer, um, really uh, decided that we needed to move to uh, the cloud, uh, AWS, to really achieve our business goals uh, in addition to uh, having that agility and the flexibility that, that Chris mentioned. And so um, uh, this move to the cloud for us is very strategic. When I was hired at Advanced MD, I mean, that was when I was coming in, based upon my experience, my previous experience, that was what they said, you know, we want you to do this. We want you to move us toward, you know, into the cloud. Um, and so Having a little bit of experience uh, with that, I immediately began to procure Direct Connect, knowing that I would need that and, and get those things going. That turned out to be beneficial. Um, and then almost uh, by happenstance, right, it was, nobody mentioned this, but it was just about a month after I started, they said, oh, by the way, you know, I just love that, oh, by the way, you know. Uh, it was kind of like this offhand, I don't, I don't remember who took, but they said, oh, you know, you know, we used to be owned by this big company. We were divested about a year ago. Well, we're still in one of their secondary data centers out back east, and we need to be out of that uh, by the May time, about May time frame. Well, that gave me about four months. We need to be out of there. Okay. That's really, thank you for telling me that. Uh, <laughs> after I was hired, right? Um, so four or five months, right, to get out. We had about 60 terabyte of data, uh, you know, our VMs, everything, everything in our environment was provisioned uh, on top of uh, NetApp storage. And so, um, you know, quite a, quite a bit. Um, also, oh, we'd like you to keep it cost neutral. We don't want to spend any more than what we're spending now. Uh, and we need to maintain, well, actually not maintain, we'd like you to improve our DR position. We'd like to improve to a one hour uh, recovery point objective. Uh, that is only uh, uh, potentially up to one hour, one hour's loss of data. And we'd like you to bring our recovery time objective down from right now, at best maybe a couple weeks, um, if you would talk to some of our engineers, that they might have said it, they probably couldn't have done it. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe at all. Um, but we'd like you to bring that recovery time objective down to 72 hours. So we'd like to be back up and running in 72 hours. So quite, uh, uh, you know, a challenge. And uh, 
when I was discussing this with my team, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, the NetApp engineer on staff, uh, he said, oh, um, I, think, I think there's a viable solution uh, out in this thing called the marketplace. I can download a NetApp uh, instance and I can get it up and running and we can test it and we can see if uh, we can start doing uh, snapshots, uh, snap mirror uh, into the cloud. And let's see how that'll work. Uh, so how much does this cost? Oh, you know, it was a, a few hundred bucks a month. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, let's, let's try it. Let's give it a shot. And so um, in the end, uh, we ended up um, uh, utilizing the app on tap uh, out of the marketplace. Uh, within, uh, we, we initially did it over uh, just a, 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 an IPSec connection, just right over the internet to test it out. Um, knowing that that wouldn't really provide enough bandwidth, but we're able to actually vet the solution, test it out, until uh, our Direct Connect uh, got in within about two to three months. And so uh, we ended up using four uh, R-Class instances uh, to run uh, this backup on. Um, and as I mentioned, all of our client data, all of our VM images, everything, uh, all of our data, databases is running virtualized. Uh, on top of uh, NetApp storage, and so all of that uh, went out uh, into uh, AWS. Um, and uh, we had a 10 gig uh, Direct Connect pipe, and uh, on an ongoing basis, it consumes about one gig of, of that uh, capacity. So really, really quite, quite uh, manageable and not, not impacting to the rest of our, our, our business at all uh, as far as that bandwidth. So uh, just, again, you know, that overall timeline, about four months. So I mentioned, you know, January, February informed we need to exit. Uh, finalized the BAA from ADOS, uh, got that all squared away. Uh, use, utilizing our partner, Smarttronics, we were a little, uh, my staff is, is, was new to the cloud, and so utilizing Smarttronics, uh, they helped us get our VPC set up. Uh, we got the, uh, we began testing uh, the NetApp on tap from the marketplace, and um, by April, uh, we had spun up uh, five on tap instances, and we began uh, the data backup. Um, that that backup, that that transfer process is very efficient, and so really, uh, within a couple of weeks, we had everything out in the cloud. We had the whole data backed up, um, and I could tell the business at that point, all data is backed up off-prem in Amazon. And so that business objective uh, was met. Um, we had to make sure, I think the one thing that we had to, and this is a concern anytime you're, you're doing these kind of operations, is you've got your existing operations that are running, and in our case, those NetApp storage devices are servicing our existing customers, and, and they're, you know, they're, 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 they've got a, a load on them. And so you have to be careful not to overwhelm that process. And so we had to do a little bit of uh, tuning uh, to make sure that we weren't impacting our existing operation as we did those backups. But still, a very, very efficient and overall very quick. And then May, uh, with all of that backed up, in May, I was able to begin the process of shutting down that second data center. Everything was out. There was nothing there that we needed, and I just 
pulled the plug. So, um, and then by June we were out. Uh, great, great story. Um, as, a, as a director, as a, as a senior uh, manager, uh, my, the expectation that is on me is to get things done, is to make things happen, is to achieve the, 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 the goals of the business. And so this was a very uh, critical thing at that time for the business to make sure that we could say that our data was backed up, that our customer was protected, uh, that we wouldn't uh, lose that, that, that we wouldn't be in a position to lose uh, that, that data. And, um, and so from, in a business, uh, it, was a, it was a complete win. Um, overall, we ended up reducing our monthly operating cost uh, by about $10,000 a month, which obviously made the finance folks very happy. Um, I think the other thing too was this set us up really well for our all-in migration in the future. So we're still, uh, we're, we're in that process of, of making that transition. Uh, we're looking at different options, but uh, as uh, Chris mentioned, um, especially with storage, uh, we, we, have, we have a saying at, at Advanced MD that uh, all roads lead back to storage. I mean, the storage is such a critical component uh, for performance, for, um, for so many things, uh, for a very data-intensive application, right? It just, the, the crux of so many things is at that storage level. And so um, there's also other considerations of presenting, you know, different protocols, utilizing different protocols. Uh, Advanced MD is primarily Windows-based uh, uh, platform, and so we have typical challenges that of people that are using AWS with Windows. In that, uh, for instance, SIFS is not natively supported in AWS, and so that's something that you're always coming up against with certain protocols that aren't natively available. For instance, like an EFS, and so um, I'm going to ask Chris if he knows anybody on that team that might be a, a help, right, to get that finally done, but. But, uh, with, uh, but with solutions like NetApp or others, um, presenting uh, even in, in multiple protocols is, is very uh, viable. So this sets us up for our future uh, all-in migration uh, with all the data and everything there in NetApp. We can present that data in different ways and we have uh, uh, that flexibility. Um, because we were able to back up everything and with the automation that we had around it, uh, we had the ability to, uh, we met the uh, recovery point objective of less than an hour with those hourly uh, snapshots occurring. Um, and then also we were able to uh, bring up uh, the system uh, with our automation in 72 to 96 hours, definitely within an acceptable range. Oops, I think I went, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, that's it. So um, that was the overall summary. So I think we're at the Q&A part. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, um, there's mics in the audience. Um, so if you have any questions, we're more than happy to field some questions at this point. Uh, you said you met your RPO. Did you test that? How was the testing? Can you, it was the antidote for that? Uh, the recovery point, the RPO? Yeah, for your DR testing, once you made the migration, do you remember the uh, first time you guys tested it? How do you test it? Well, How'd that go? yeah, so we had some, uh, so after setting up uh, the replication, the snap, 
you know, shots out into the cloud. Um, you know, we, we had our engineers, you know, check the data, you know, they, I mean, they verify that the data was being backed up. And then as far as recovery time objective, uh, we didn't do a full uh, test, uh, but utilizing the VM images that we were backing up, plus the automation that we had and, and the databases that were going out there, we ran a, you know, a small test of bringing up uh, select pieces of the, you know, of the uh, environment to make sure it was viable, you know. Maybe this is an awkward question, but if you're a Microsoft application, most of your shop, what made you choose Amazon over Azure to do this? Oh, you're, this is, yeah, this is kind of a religious thing now, right? <laughs> I, oh, there's two things you avoid, right? Religious at work, religion and politics, right? Um, I, I don't know, probably we should, I think we all have different reasons why we choose different vendors. I'll, let me just say this, in all of my experience, uh, this is not probably as much of a technology thing. In all of my experience dealing with uh, AWS, Amazon, um, both at Ancestry and Advanced MD, um, customer, uh, they are very customer driven. And that, to me, as a business, you know, engaging with a partner, that, that, that's huge. And so, in many ways, those are, those, it's not so much technology, there's other factors that, that, that can tip the scale. So, kind of along that thread, were you VMware or Hyper-V? VMware. Okay. So, what did you do, like, with the, the images? Did you, like, you got all the data, you, you snapped mirror to yep. cloud on tap. Mm -hmm. How did you, you bring up your apps? I mean, how, how did, what did that look like? Yeah, so, uh, with all the VM images uh, that were out there, uh, we had a process where either we can convert those VMs into AMIs, okay? Um, and then later, as you know, well, I mean, now you know there's a VMware cloud, okay? But uh, we also participated in a kind of an initial beta with them where uh, we could have utilized the VMware cloud uh, as well as a, as a potential option. Have you guys thought about, uh, you know, leveraging other protocols like iSCSI and SQL Server and doing other Yes, things? yes. Those are, those are under, yeah, as we're looking at our all-in strategy, um, yeah, just using SQL, I mean, we are, on, we are using SQL Server now and just using SQL Server with always-on availability groups, uh, doing that, right? Um, so, yeah. Got nice, thank you. Yeah. Okay, any other questions? Okay. Well, we can wrap up a little early. We'll be out front here if you have any additional questions you want to come up there. I um, encourage you to swing by uh, the Marketplace booth out in the pavilion as well. We're giving away a bunch of T-shirts today and a few other things. So uh, feel free to swing by if you have other questions uh, at that location as well. And thank you. Thank you to John for speaking with us. Thank you.